Shanghai is one of the world's best-known cities, so there was little surprise when it provided a stage at the end of July for one of the world's most critical meetings. Negotiators from the U.S. and China, the two largest economies, sat down for their first talks in months. Their goal: to find a creative solution to tariffs that cover $360 billion in two-way trade, with far-reaching implications for all of us. But why Shanghai and not, for example, the capital Beijing? The message being sent here by the Chinese hosts is that the trade dispute is just that. Trade, not politics. Finding a positive answer to the trade dispute is not about soybeans or 5G. It's about giving people everywhere in the world the opportunity to live their best lives imaginable. In a way, Shanghai is the perfect place for a discussion about people, as it's home to 26.3 million. There's a very strong and welcomed international flavor here. Shanghai has its own Disney Resort, the first ever in mainland China, where each day thousands of ordinary Chinese experience the best in American entertainment. There's more. Over 500 multinationals have a regional headquarters in Shanghai because of its value added as an international finance and R&D center, and its capacity to support and accelerate innovation. Brands like Nike, Apple, Boeing, GE, and GM all enjoy an important presence here. But there's also art, culture, and lifestyle. Walk along the Bund, and you'll see the city's history unfold along the water. Here are some of the most important examples of 20th-century architecture, particularly of the pre-war Art Deco period. In a previous life, these buildings were banks. Trading houses and members' clubs that made Shanghai a meeting point of East and West. Some of these spaces have been restored and preserved. The former British consulate now forms part of the Peninsula Hotel. The Shanghai Club is the present-day Waldorf Astoria. The Rosso Chinese Bank serves as the current Shanghai Gold Exchange, and the Jardine Matheson Building has a restaurant, bar, and boutique. But yesterday's city has evolved and progressed. Pudong, on the other side of the Bund, is today unrecognizable. Gone is the farmland, and in its place, a skyline of skyscrapers. These include the Shanghai World Financial Center, designed by Americans, developed by Japanese, and built by Chinese, is the ninth tallest building on the planet. From farm to finance, Shanghai demonstrates what's possible for everyone. But the negotiators had one piece of local history to reference: the 1972 Shanghai Communiqué, a milestone diplomatic document issued during Richard Nixon's history-making visit to China. It paved the way for what we now know today as the U.S.-China relationship. I like to think that it offers a reminder that politics is politics and business is business, but people must always come first. This is James Chow for the China Current. Thanks for watching. I'm James Chow. We've got lots more videos, so like, follow, and subscribe at the China Current.